Are you a mum looking for some parenting inspiration, tips and advice, stories on the ups and downs we face in our lives as parents, some humour and a little bit of fun? Then you may have just found what you're looking for. Hi and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host Louise Clark, a certified parent coach known to many as your parenting partner. As a mum to three teenagers, you can bet I've probably been there, done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Episode 579. How successful are you and your parenting New Year resolutions. Welcome to the show today as I discuss something that I actually find quite intriguing, the whole subject of resolutions, particularly New Year resolutions. And as I record this on the 10th of January, I'm kind of reflecting on reflecting on things, period, and whether what I'm doing is effective, how I'm making them effective, do I set resolutions? And I'm asking myself, how good am I at New Year resolutions? What is my history of New Year resolutions? And how long do I actually stay in the resolutions when I, um, sorry, my text just pinged and it shouldn't have, it's because I'm sitting in front of my laptop and I've got my phone silenced, but my laptop went ting. So I apologize about that, but I'm not going to stop and start again just because of a little ting. That's life and we are all subject to interruptions galore and as I'm sitting here on the floor in my bedroom, my cat has decided to come and say hi. So if she meows, then she's going to be on the show as well. So back to resolutions and, you know, how long do you actually hold them for? Um, do you Do you give up on them before you've even started? Do you see them strong for a couple of weeks and then you phase it, fade, fade out and the resolution becomes a thing of the distant past and goes back on the shelf with the other sheets of paper that you might have written your New Year resolutions out on. I, I read an interesting fact a few years back actually, it's just come to mind now, that the most effective way to actually see any resolution through and I'm going to talk about resolutions a bit deeper in a minute but to see it through people who do revisit the new year resolutions at a minimum quarterly so on the 1st of April they bring out the sheet of paper and they reflect on it they go through it so those that do at the end of the year are have usually are successful at having seen the new action through. But for us mere mortals, it's pretty difficult. And actually, I've come to the stage where I can honestly say that I hate New Year resolutions. And I heard a friend of mine, Janet Philbin Ross, who is the author of Show Up For Yourself. She was on the podcast a a couple of years back. She's an amazing woman. And she talked about it on a news segment recently, uh, New Year resolutions and what what do we have to do to make them work, see them through? And I see New Year resolutions as being just words and dare I say idle words. 
and sure, I'm I'm generalizing here, but so often they become just words on a piece of paper. The piece of paper gets buried in the mounds on our desks and then it doesn't translate to action. And then what happens, if you're like me, is you know you've set them, but you don't revisit them and they become a thing of the past, but then it gets worse. You then feel bad for the fact that you actually set them and have done diddly squat about seeing them through. So I really do question the whole process. And I think there's something better we can do. And I I dug deeper into it and, you know, really made myself think about it and what what is it and what can I do to, to actually see them through. And I think what we have to do is we have to make them attainable. We have to, for want of a better word or two words, we have to come up with attainable intentions. Those are two powerful words. So what can I intend to do that is attainable? And as I was sitting thinking about this earlier, my 16-year-old son was sitting at the dining table with me because both of us have COVID. And you're probably thinking, why am I recording a podcast when I have COVID? Well, I actually don't feel too bad. You can probably hear in my voice. I'm a bit bunged up. But other than that, pop a couple of Advils. I'm very lucky it's not hit me too badly. Uh, I did have a booster, so I've had all my vaccines and a booster. So maybe it hasn't really got a grip on me. But two out, three out of five of us came down with it this week. And so far, we're all doing fine. So if any of you have got it or had it, and you're recovering from it, I wish you the best and hope that you make a full and speedy recovery. And I'm hoping that I do too. I'm pretty sure I will. So back to resolutions. Yeah. What did my son, he's 16 year old, say? He said, Mom. I think they're a load of bollocks. And I'm like, okay, uh, can you explain why? He said, because usually we just write them down and they're just words and then we don't do it. So then we feel bad for the fact we've not done it. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. So I said, so what can you do to make yourself do it? He goes, I'm going to set goals. I think setting goals is a better thing. And then he paused just like I am now, and just like you probably are too. And he looked at me and he said, actually, a resolution, a New Year resolution is almost like a New Year goal. So what's really the difference? I said, I don't know. But he realized that there really weren't too many differences between a goal and a resolution on the face of it. Now, if we Google it, and and if I Googled it, I would be able to go into it more detail, but I didn't. I'm just talking about it on the face of it. And he goes, they're kind of like resolutions and goals. They're kind of things you wish you could do or wish you want to do. And I said, yeah. So what might help? I asked him, what might help you actually see the goal through? And he said, okay, I have to make it a goal that I can do right away. And he said, make sure that it's in my comfort zone. And then I'll actually be able to do it. And then I'll feel good about myself for doing it. He said, mom, you have to make it attainable. And I'm like, hmm, from the mouths of babes. How often do we set goals 
or resolutions or intentions that are utterly unattainable and completely unrealistic. And all they do, all it does is it puts incredible pressure on on ourselves to do something that is realistically going to be incredibly difficult to do. Or I think we, we, we are often guilty, I know I am, I can only speak for myself, guilty of making kind of sweeping statements. You know, our, our resolution becomes a sweeping statement like, I'm going to be a better parent this year. And while I'm not poo-pooing that or belittling it, because in the job I'm in, I wish everybody would have goals to make themselves a better parent. I do too. But I know if I just kind of make this blanket statement, yep, I'm going to be a better parent this year. How? How does that translate into action? It's such a broad term that, of course, we all want to be better parents. I want to better myself year on year. But just saying that is just going to make me feel bad about myself in the event that I don't actually manage to do anything that's making me feel better about myself. So what can we do? And I think it comes down to breaking it down into small, attainable intentions or steps. So, you know, think of something that's really small, that really doesn't take an awful lot of effort. Well, it might take effort, but it's totally doable that you can actually say, I am going to do X. For example, I'm going to work on being less reactive in the face of challenging situations that, or behaviours that my kids throw upon me in any given moment. Even that is slightly broad. So how are you going to manage your reactivity? What are you going to do? You have to break it down even more. It might be that you're going, I'm going to take a deep breath before I speak whenever I find myself in the heat of the moment. Now, there is something that you can do. And I remember when I was doing my parent coach training years and years ago, the, the lady who was lecturing us, she said, the smallest thing can have the biggest effect on us. So there's a really small thing. Well, it's actually a big thing. It's life itself, your breath. If you don't have it, you ain't going to be being a parent. So focus on taking a breath before you speak to your child in any situation, particularly the heated moments. There's an attainable intention. It's tiny, but it's totally doable. So... I agree with my son, bollocks to the, to the New Year's resolutions or bollocks to the generalization of the, new, of the resolutions. We have to be more specific. We can do better than that. And I also want to tell you that this whole year, you know, I've talk, talked about it. I'm doing a one-year group parent coaching program. It's going to be amazing. There's quite a few people signed up for it already and Every day of every week of every month for the whole of 2022, we are going to be holding ourselves accountable. I wrote to those of you that are on my newsletter or my mail mail list. If you're not on it and you want to be, hop over onto my website on yourparentingpartner.com 
and sign up for my newsletter because I send out newsletters and I always try and have something that is uh, like a tip or advice. And I've, I've talked about triple A's before. I then made it a quadruple A. Well, now I'm actually making it a, what's five? I don't know. The five A's. So the five A's are, we need to be aware, accept, action, accountability, and I've just added attainable or attainability. And what this one group, one year group coaching cohort's going to do is it's going to create accountability within the community. When you are accountable, especially if you've had to pay to be accountable or pay to be part of a group, we're then we're then more committed to it. And I know that I've often failed miserably with any, you know, intentions or New Year's resolutions because I the only person I'm accountable to is myself. Well, if I'm accountable to my bank account and I'm accountable to other people, I'm way more likely to stick in it. I'm way more likely to to stay on the wagon. So this accountability piece is huge, but the attainability piece is, I think, even bigger. So this year on the podcast and in this group course, I'm going to be talking about, so how can you make this attainable? This is going to be huge this year. What can you do that is attainable? Because we can think of hundreds of things that we should do, could do, want to do, might do, need to do, but they're unrealistic. They're not attainable. We have to break it down into the, into, uh, to get it, you know, to its lowest common denominator, aka, what can I actually do that I will succeed at or succeed in? So if you're not going to join the course, no problem. But if you are, you're going to be working on this. But if you're not, take a sheet of paper out and write down your New Year resolution and then actually dig into it a bit and go, well, do you want to actually make it that broad? Let's make it, narrow it down, narrow it down, lowest common denominator and again and again. And I want you to end up with one line on the piece of paper I will dot, 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 dot. What's it going to be? Take a breath. Take a pause. I won't yell. Even if you decide, okay, I'm not going to yell. How are you not going to yell? That's even too big a goal. How? What are you going to do? There's probably loads of other little things you can do that are going to help you not yell. One of them. And you're going to hate me for saying this because everyone goes, oh, yeah, okay, self-care. Yeah, the dreaded SC words. Self-care. We have to meet our needs because when we don't, we drain ourselves of energy. We become so deplete, catering to everyone else's needs, meeting everyone else's needs, doing this for this person, that for another, running around, whatever we're doing, we don't do anything for ourselves. We have to give ourselves what we need. And that gives us a chance of showing up less reactive, less yelling, less nagging, less of all the things we do that we know we shouldn't do, that we hate ourselves for doing. We have to put some effort into this. And hopefully, through listening to this show and listening to other podcasts and reading books and doing courses, you can get clear on what it is you want to do this year. The last two years have been really tough on us. 
like really tough. And they've been tough on the kids too. So if you want to change and you want to make a difference and you want to raise your bar, you have to actually get more detailed than that. If you want me to help you, it's not too late. I've actually just extended the early bird rate for my the one-year program that's going to run this year. The early bird is now extended to midnight on Thursday the 13th of January. So if you're listening to this between now and then and you're on the fence, then please take a look at all the information about the course. The link is in the show notes. So go in there, grab yourself a cup of tea and go and peruse through all the information. It took me a long time to write the the landing page to help you come to a place where do I want to embark on this or do I want to just keep listening to the, the podcast? I'll be here every week on the show and I hope that you will continue to tune in, share it with your friends. I spoke to someone today and she said, I didn't know you had a podcast. And I'm like, yeah. She said, well, like how many episodes are on it? And I said, close to 600. And she went, what? How did I not know about this? People don't know. And I know this helps a lot of people. So share the word, spread it around. Not, I, I don't want you to spread it because I think I'm so amazing. I want you to spread the word because I know that my words help a lot of people. They're a comfort to a lot of people. They help people feel like they're not alone. This whole parenting gig can be lonely. And trust me when I say you are not alone. I'm in it with you. Just because I do what I do doesn't get me off the hook in terms of being triggered and becoming reactive and not being the best example and role model to my kids at times. I'm human. I'm a mom, just like you and their kids, just like your kids. So if you've enjoyed this and you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. It's really great to have you here. If you are an old hat here and you've listened to loads of them and you're still enjoying it, keep on listening and please hop over onto iTunes and rate and review the show or Spotify or whichever platform you listen to it on. Rating and reviewing the podcast shows that you enjoy really helps other people get to know about them. So please do do me a favor. I would love it if you could head over and, and leave a review somewhere on the pa- platform that you listen tune in on. And as always, I thank you for listening. Thank you for reaching out to me and sharing with me how valuable you feel this podcast is. It's music to my ears. It's words to my ears. I love hearing from you. And if you want to join the one-year group coaching program, I would love to have you. Just use the link in the show notes and you can access all the information you need. So until next time, make sure you get that sheet of paper out and let's really hone in and refine our new year resolution skills and make them really, really simple and really concrete. And one thing you have to do, the tiniest thing, the lowest common denominator, and go forth and do it and share with me what you chose and how you're doing. So till next time, thanks again for listening and bye for now. That's it for today's episode on the Parenting in the Thick of It show. If you enjoyed the show, please do share it with your friends and family. And remember, if you find yourself stuck in the thick of it and can't see a way out of it, please send me an email. I would love to help you. My email is louise at yourparentingpartner.com. 
And don't forget to take a look at the Parenting in the Thick of It family organizer that I created. It's an evergreen family calendar guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organizer for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar. You can find the link for this and the other social media platforms that I am on below the description in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.